A big obstacle to having an e-commerce business in the HME industry has been how to accommodate customers who want to pay with their insurance. Most providers with an active e-commerce business focus on cash sales. That changed this year when Vijay Kadar launched Tomorrow Health, with, which works with Medicare and more than 100 private insurers to provide respiratory, mobility, wound care, urological, and nutritional products online. Theresa and I are going to call Vijay to talk about how the e-commerce space for HME is evolving and how Tomorrow Health plans to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with online retail giants like Amazon. I'm Liz Bollier. And I'm Teresa Flaherty. And this is HME News in 10 from HME News. Stay with us. This podcast is brought to you by the HME News Business Summit. This year's summit is being held virtually on September 15th through the 17th. Sign up by August 14th to save $50 on your registration with our early bird discount. Visit hmesummit.com to view the program and register. Hi, Vijay. Welcome to HME News in 10. Hi. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be on. Thank yeah, you for thanks for doing today. this. Yeah. Well, let's start with, Vijay, let's start with um, what was your motivation in starting Tomorrow Health? Sure. Um, well, you know, starting back from the beginning, I grew up in a family of physicians and was always focused on how solving challenging problems in the healthcare system could have a tremendous impact on patients and their families. Um, and the initial inspiration for the company was a personal experience that I had had in managing my mother's care. Um, about six years ago, she was diagnosed with stage three rectal cancer. Um, fortunately, is doing very well now and in remission, but had a tough journey through it. Um, she spent a couple of months uh, inpatient in the ICU uh, and about three months on a ventilator battling a lung disease, um, after which she needed a year of a very intensive home-based care. And I had taken time off uh, from work. I was living in the hospital doing a night shift every night uh, during the time she was there. And upon her return home, was coordinating her home-based care and just saw firsthand how challenging that process can be for patients and their families to, to, go, uh, to, to ultimately navigate across a number of different home-based care providers to be forced in some ways to become experts in their clinical conditions uh, and the support that they needed around that uh, during what is a, a very chaotic and, and confusing time. And so, you know, that sat with me uh, for a while. Uh, and from there, I, you know, I went on to be an early employee at, at Oscar Health, a technology forward insurer, trying to create a, a more consumer-friendly insurance product, and saw that from the payer side, um, you know, on the one hand, payers cared tremendously about transitioning care to the home, but also that a lot of the processes and requirements they put in place created meaningful challenges for home-based care providers. Many of the DME providers that I spoke with, you know, I found people who were incredibly committed to driving value for their patients, but were burdened with the increasing challenges of a complex space. And so from those experiences, really had been motivated to build a company that would bring technology, operations, and above all, a patient-centric focus to the space. And over the last couple of years, we've been building uh, technology and logistics that we think can help providers manage their businesses, and ultimately develop better results for their patients. 
Yeah, I mean, obviously, one reason you developed the company is, you know, you felt that HME wasn't well represented in the e-commerce space. Can you talk, you know, a little bit about why that was the situation and sort of how that's changing? Yeah, including with companies like yours. Yeah, sure. You know, the the first thing I'll say is it's it's an incredibly difficult space to operate in, and and I think uh, you know everyone in this space is is well aware of that. Between regulatory requirements, payer um, changes, uh, increasing margin pressure uh, across the landscape, it provides difficulty for for a lot of folks in the space. Uh, to, to navigate the changing winds. And I think as a result of that, it's been hard to really bring solutions that combine both a consumer-centric focus while also, you know, navigating the inherent complexities of, you know, reimbursed uh, home medical equipment and supplies. It's a lot easier for someone to, you know, create a website to, you know, sell purely cash pay products or, different types of home goods or furniture online than it is to, you know, create a system in which a patient or referring provider could navigate the number of steps that are required to process an insurance order while also creating a seamless end-to-end experience for the patient. And so I think that's one of the, the biggest reasons that there has been limited penetration of e-commerce solutions in the space, just recognizing the inherent complexity that is involved in processing each of these orders. Now, I, I do think that is changing, and I think it is both reflective of consumers' desires to have solutions, uh, providers, and experiences that more closely mirror the way in which they obtain products or services in other areas of their life, as well as with the opportunity to build and to, in some ways rebuild some of the technology infrastructure that underpins the space. And that's a big, a big focus of ours is, you know, really taking our backgrounds across our team, you know, uh, deep experience in healthcare services and payer operations, as well as bringing together a range of software engineers, product managers, and designers that have created exceptional consumer experiences at companies like Casper, Google, and others to really build a bespoke set of products in the space that both reflect the unique dynamics of home medical equipment, supplies, and services, but also are able to streamline that end-to-end experience for patients. One component of your business strategy is partnering with brick-and-mortar HME providers. How do you see that working? There's a couple of different ways we see that working. The first is in enabling providers to leverage our tools and technology. And this is everything from navigating the complexities of insurance, ultimately driving better operational efficiencies, and streamlining some of the core processes that are needed end-to-end in managing an HME business. The second is helping providers to bring their products online. As you know, you know the vast majority of this industry remains brick-and-mortar and through uh, retail solutions. And, and for many patients, that, that, that is and can be the best way to obtain their products. But we also live in a world where virtual care is becoming increasingly important. And that's certainly been accelerated by the onset of the COVID-19 pandemic. And as a result, cloud-based operations are becoming the standard. 
we know this is uh, it can be a departure uh, for the way that that certain providers in the space have been operating, and we believe that we can help leveraging uh, our platform and our resources to enable them to take their products, bring them online, and serve patients in a more virtual capacity. And and that brings us to the third point, which is really creating an exceptional patient experience for the members that that providers serve. Uh, and it's everything from dedicated content tools and service that we have built internally that we believe providers can utilize to really deliver that experience across their patient base. Jay, you mentioned the um, the pandemic. How has that affected the company's trajectory right out of the gate? Yeah. Well, you know, early on in, in the pandemic, we saw two shifts in the market. The first was naturally a, a meaningful increase in demand for home-based care. You had 300 million Americans suddenly homebound, including able-bodied folks, but also the entire senior population and at-risk individuals. Against that backdrop, we also saw some supply challenges in the market and you know, heard from a range of, of both payer partners and patients difficulties with obtaining the medical equipment and supplies they needed from traditional sources. And so given our focus and our operations, we saw it as an opportunity to, to serve those in the market. Uh, and, you know, since the onset of the pandemic, have been able to serve a range of patients that are both COVID-infected and, and COVID-affected. We served a couple weeks ago a gentleman who had spent uh, two weeks on a ventilator in a New York hospital. And due to the, the, the challenges of, of bed capacity, had been discharged shortly thereafter. He uh, was sent home uh, with meaningful need for home medical equipment, supplies, and support. But he and his wife found it unable to, you know, identify providers that could service them in the home in, in their geography, given some of the unique challenges the pandemic had created. We got in touch and we were able to serve the patient that same day with a, a full range of, of products and support that he needed. And our care advocates, you know, stayed engaged with him over the ensuing weeks to help his recovery and help him get back on his feet. And so in, in that in that regard, you know, certainly enabling patients to navigate the new challenges of this reality has been a huge focus for us. And it's also catalyzed a number of new partnerships, both on the payer side with certain local and state government agencies, as well as with other providers and channel partners in the space. And that's a trend that we look forward to continuing. When you talk about Tomorrow Health, you often mention Amazon. Congress put Jeff Bezos in the hot seat recently for its dominance in the e-commerce space. Where do you see a company like Amazon in five or 10 years? Yeah, it's a great question. You know, oftentimes when we think about Amazon, there's, there's, a, there's a lot of amazing things that, that Amazon has brought to all of our lives, certainly with the simplicity and ubiquity of what they're able to provide. When we think about Amazon in, in this vertical, we like to say, you know, Amazon is, is great at telling you when the box is going to get there, but they have no idea what's in the box. And this is a space, home medical equipment and supplies, where we believe that people need personalized guidance and service. And I saw this firsthand when, when I was navigating the space for my own mother. Uh, you know, I would walk into stores with prescriptions that just said CPAP. 
on them. You know, it turns out there's a, a wide variety of, of CPAP machines and what someone with sleep apnea needs and how they may use a machine can be very different than someone with COPD. It's really incumbent on providers in this community to provide that navigation and guidance. And that is something that is a bit of a departure from Amazon's current business model. And then the second departure is, is, is certainly, you know, working with insurance and navigating the reimbursement complexity in the space. Which is, which is, again, quite different from Amazon's core business. And so if I think about you know, projecting their efforts five to 10 years in advance, I expect they're going to double down on their core competencies. And that is primarily going to be in the direct-to-consumer space. I think there will be you know, meaningful areas where that overlaps in, in various categories of, of healthcare as well as in a range of other industries. But my guess is, they'll continue to drive value in the way that they have for consumers. Simplicity, expanded logistics, and a wide range of delivery options, and ultimately, you know, a ubiquity of products, but all oriented within that direct-to-consumer and cash pay vertical. Speaking of, of what's next in the future, uh, Vijay, what's next for Tomorrow Health? What, what's next for your company? Yeah, you know, I think um, for, for us, it's, continuing to expand our capabilities and also the way that we're able to support partners along the way. You know, we think about the ongoing trends in the industry, uh, which we expect to be, you know, increasing complexity, regulatory changes, and, and, and uh, increasing cost pressure, but also the rising importance of this industry more broadly within healthcare. You know, home-based care today is more critical than it's ever been. And it's from the growing trend of seniors aging in place, the overarching systemic shift to value-based care, but critically, the COVID-19 pandemic. And I think it's brought the home-based care industry, including HME and supplies, really uh, within focus for so many critical stakeholders across the system. And so, you know, we think this is going to be a, a really powerful period for this industry to grow and expand and ultimately to deliver for a wide range of stakeholders and ultimately, most importantly, for patients and their families. And so, so that's our focus, expanding those capabilities uh, and investing in our partnerships, unlocking the value of this industry to help companies grow and succeed in what has been a challenging environment but one that we believe will become only increasingly important in the years ahead. I think that's a good good point to end on, unlocking the value of the industry. Thanks for taking the time to speak with us and stay safe. Absolutely. Thank you both so much. Really appreciate it. Thank you. And that's HME News in 10.